0: Big hello and welcome to all of our lovely listeners today this is Amy and Rosie from Hashtag Backstage Confessions HQ and you are listening to our first official podcast episode
1: we have created this platform to educate inspire and empower individuals who are about to begin their performance or teaching journey or maybe you're already working professionally in the dance industry
0: Every week we will invite a special guest onto our podcast to have a chat, have a cup of tea and discuss a performing arts or dance related topic of their choice. Um, so before we get started, shall we introduce ourselves, Amy? Did you want to, did you want to start? Sure,
1: so I started dancing from a young age, specialising in IDTA freestyle dance, also did some and Latin and rock and roll. With my local dance school we did some competitions, they were always great fun and that led on to doing my associate training with IDTA. I then went on to do my bachelor's degree in dance and performance and then to study my MSc in dance science at Trinity Laban which was just incredible and now I've started running my own school. What about you Rosie?
0: So just like you Amy, I started dancing from a really young age, I think the age of three is when my parents put me in dance classes and i took classes in rad ballet and istd modern i also completed my ba honors in dance performance in 2017 with you and have gone on to work with several different dance theater and performing arts companies in the capacities of production manager choreographer and teacher as well amazing awesome our podcast will definitely catch the eye of dancers, performers, teachers, anyone in the dance industry, really. We're also aiming to get our listeners involved as much as we possibly can. We are looking for backstage confessions about the dance industry from all of our followers and our special guests, however shocking they may be. We want to hear it all, don't we, Amy? Absolutely. So, anyway, you want to get in touch, Instagram,
1: Facebook, email website however suits you we want to know it so send them in how's your week been rosie have you done anything exciting this
0: week so rihanna has pretty much summed up my week um i have just been working non-stop <laughs> um i'm so ready for half term um I've been doing my home workouts on my lunch break and I'm okay. so ready for the gym to be open as well. I didn't realise how much I missed the gym. I completely forgot they existed actually. <laughs> so yeah, I'm so ready for the gyms to be open. I'm also studying to get my Zumba instructor's licence so I've been working on that as well and that's been taking up uh, my weekends which I'm loving. That's that's really great. Um, And I'll tell you what, it's actually really, really nice because I'm usually sat behind a desk for most of the week and doing things like this, so recording our podcast and practising Zumba gets me up and moving and takes my mind off of work, which is really, really good. I think sometimes you just need a proper escape from your computer sometimes.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And I'm not going to lie either, I keep daydreaming about the pub and summer <laughs> and pubs reopening on April the 12th. Yes. I am so ready for sunshine oh, yes. and just to see my friends and yeah and just like like yeah back to normal life. I am really I'm yeah so ready um as I'm sure everyone else in the country is oh, yes. <laughs> well. Um where's the first place you're gonna go? The first place I'm going to go um Probably, probably to the pub, to be honest with you, um, but, <laughs> but actually, at the end of this month, we are allowed to meet people in groups of six, aren't we, from different households outside, so probably going to see my friends in a garden with some alcoholic beverages, I think. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. Yeah, <Yes. laughs> let's just hope we actually get some sun, because this time last year, I'm sure we had much better weather, and it's still pretty grim out there so mm. let's hope you have sun by that time and we can all get back to living our lives finally after a whole year <laughs> <Office>. <laughs> and your zimba are you doing that all online? So or? so yeah,
0: um, with the Zimba we had options to do a live instructor session or we could do it on demand. And because I have quite a busy work schedule, I opted for the on demand option. And that just means that I can do things at my own leisure, really, which is kind of what I what I need right now. Um, I'm absolutely loving it so far. I know that you've got your Zimba instructor's licence. Mm. How did you find your
1: training? So I literally did the one day thing. So it was like nine to six mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And it was a long old day, really hard work, but I loved it. Yeah. And then I started classes. I loved it. But Then unfortunately I did get a back injury. So I haven't actually gone back to Zimba since opening my school, but I love, 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 love Zimba. It's so much fun. So as soon as you've got classes, I'm definitely there.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I'll definitely have to let you know. Um, watch this space because I finished my instructor training at the end of March. So I think the 31st of March is the last day. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled. (laughs) That's exciting. Cool. So that leads us on to our next segment, actually, perfectly, you know, speaking about going back to normal life. Amy, did you want to talk about the dance industry's return to face to face teaching?
1: Yeah, so I think it's like just under four weeks now at the time of this recording anyway, that we're back, hopefully, fingers crossed, Boris doesn't <laughs> change his mind, that we will be back face to face teaching from the 12th of April for children. So not adults yet, unfortunately. Yeah, and I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I'm already on planning mode and I'm getting there. And yeah, what else do you think um, Boris has in store for us? Do you think he'll stick to the, the
0: roadmap given out do you know what that's such a hard question and i think you just don't know it's whether people stick to the restrictions it's whether people are socially distancing and it's all about the data isn't it boris has said that this time it's all about the data Mm. and statistics um so fingers crossed the coronavirus um i guess death rates um is going to keep decreasing and we can continue on the roadmap to freedom, basically. I, th- I think everyone in the country is going to go bananas <laughs> if by June the 21st we are not allowed um, kind of back to our normal life. Um, people are just so sick of it at the moment. And all of these businesses, you know, small businesses, um, that have been closed all year round, um. You know, it's you know it's close to home. I guess for both of us. I mean, you own your own, you you own your own company, uh, your dance company, and I work, I work for one, um. So yeah, yeah. Are you excited about it? Are you excited about getting started?
1: Absolutely, I cannot wait. We shut down a year ago in March and I didn't go straight on to the the Zoom things because I was really naive. I thought it would only be a few weeks and we'd be back. (laughs) Um, And then the longer it went on, we thought, oh, I'm not going to go back. So I did get another job just to help out with bills and then September came and we could go back to classes Mm -hmm. and then obviously we had the November lockdown and that just set me right back again. So I'm glad that now we're here, we've got the roadmap back, and I'm looking forward to just cracking on with it and no setbacks get stuck in. So how about you? Have you been doing Zoom?
0: Yes. So I have been teaching, working all the way through lockdown. I haven't been furloughed. Um, I have been working all the way through. Yeah, a, a big change, especially to the little ones. But, I mean, on... Yeah, on behalf of the, you know, the dance company that I work for, I'm so proud of how the students have really quickly adapted um, to, you know, these new circumstances. And yeah, just like you, Amy, and just like every other dance teacher in the UK, I am so excited to be back face to face. I I honestly cannot wait for it.
1: Yeah, it's going to have such a great atmosphere. They're going to be really excited. They've already been back to school at this point. So they're already going to have their friends. And I think they'll be wanting to have new activities back in their life again. So it's going to be really great. I think it's going to be great for everyone. So, Rosie, I know you did some research of the stages of our return to normality. Did you want to talk us through about how this affects us as dancers or dance studio owners?
0: Yeah, sure. I, I mean... I am the research queen. I think all of our <laughs> followers and listeners will find out. I love doing a bit of research so <laughs> what I've got for you today is I basically had a look on on the internet to see if I could find any web articles that gave us a really detailed roadmap of basically the key dates of when everything was going to be reopening. And One Dance UK really stood out to me. They have a really informative page on their website. So if any of our listeners are wanting to know the key dates of when classes will return face to face, I would recommend visiting One Dance UK's website. So, the roadmap, on the 8th of March, so that's already past us, schools reopened and dance lessons could continue as part of the curriculum, which is fantastic. At least, you know, our students are getting some sort of, you know, performing arts lesson in their lives. Um, Music, dance and drama lessons can take place if the organisation was providing out-of-school childcare. So that was March the 8th. And then what we've got to look forward to, from the 29th of March, outdoor gatherings are allowed for up to a maximum of six people from different households in gardens and parks. And I'm so excited about that. (laughs) Honestly, can't wait. Um. Do you know what? My sister's birthday is actually the day before, so the 28th. And she is absolutely. I know! The day before. And she's. (laughs) I know! And she is absolutely gutted that she won't be able to meet up with her, you know, five friends um, on her actual birthday. But, you know, you win some, you lose some, don't you? Absolutely. At least
1: it's not too far off her birthday, so she can just do it a a bit
0: delayed. Exactly. And then no further, no further, and then no earlier than the 12th of April, children's out-of-school activities can resume. So that is our dance classes. The dance school that I'm employed for are starting back on April the 19th, so that's the date that, you know, I've got in my head, and I know that you've mentioned that you're starting back on the 12th, Amy, is that right? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. What day is the 12th?
1: Is that a Monday?
0: Yeah, that's a Monday. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. straight on to a new week, basically, starting again. Yay, perfect. <laughs> and then we've got step four of Boris's plan. He wants to lift all limits on social contacts. So, yeah, no Ooh. earlier than the 21st of June. So this will mean, well, will this mean no more social distancing in dance classes? I think it it will, won't it? If all... Well, you would have thought so if we can see each other outside
1: of recreational Mm. things surely we should be able to be normal in classes because we're presuming i don't think there's actual confirmation yet that we need to be in bubbles when we go back um okay and i don't know if there'll be a cap on classes as well so hopefully all of that will be lifted
0: by then fingers crossed i mean it's uh, for me because we've had these rules kind of drilled into us and we've had to be so so strict especially with dance it's going to be so bizarre on the 21st of june just getting rid of all of those restrictions in classes i mean with the classes that i teach face to face we've had little kind of like circles that we've put on the floor as like markers for where the Mm. students need to stand we've done like excessive cleaning you know cleaning down Mm -hmm. all of the bars the floor um you know anything that anyone has touched um so yeah all of the restrictions being lifted on the 21st of June will be like a breath of fresh air but i think it will take some time um to get used to it to be honest
1: yeah i think the kids will jump straight back into it but i think for us it will be like whoa okay we're changing again even though it's what we've known for the last however many years
0: mm.
1: it's it's still going to be an adjustment and I think there will be some things that I'd like to keep like I would like to have the you know saying the spots on the floor mm. like I found actually having that in my class really helped organize my students otherwise they're just here there and everywhere so I think I'd probably keep some of those things obviously it would just, it'd be easier because I won't be like oh don't move out of your space but mm. Uh, it will it will definitely help
0: i mean i didn't actually think um about that amy i think yeah like you're saying the spots on the floor actually really help organize um yeah the class and the structure of the class and i've done it where we have our lines every week and you know one week one line is at the front then they move to the back for the next week so everyone gets a chance to kind of be at the front um yeah and can be seen so yeah that's that's something that definitely yeah i'm going to think about keeping for my classes for sure mm.
1: especially when you do show prep and you're trying to work out placements mm. different like uh get the word out what's the word formations
0: marking formations yeah, marking formations. yeah
1: formations mm-hmm. um you can use those to to put placements out so you could have a triangle you could have straight lines i just think it would really help with their placement and get them back into doing actual group work rather than being alone so something that was controversial to come out of 2022 2022 (laughs) that is not the right year i mean i wish it was 2022 we We'd be out of this (laughs) Twenty twenty, yeah, um, was the whole advert that said about to rethink and reskill, and there was a a photo of a ballerina saying that her next job would be in cyber, and she doesn't know it yet, <laughs> and it just absolutely went everywhere. But that advert was actually from two thousand and nineteen, yeah. so it wasn't actually aimed at. Like, your current affairs, Mm. it just came up and was obviously something... Because we'd been told, you know, we're not going to have our jobs back just anytime soon, so we should be retraining, you know, Rishi, the guy that everybody loves, obviously, and not... Says that the arts need to retrain or get new jobs because we're not going to be back. And how did you feel about that, Rosie? Because I know for a fact that anger seethed through me at this point and i had to kind of come off mm. social media because there was just so much going around
0: uh, yeah exactly the same for me amy it just just like the level of disrespect really um and the fact that that advert like you say wasn't even real the picture was actually taken for a totally different campaign and i was actually talking to my sister about this and um i think she'd kind of done some research and she said that the guy that the original photographer um didn't even know that his picture was being used for this campaign. They didn't ask his permission or anything like that. And for you know photographers, artists, they're all they're all under the umbrella of you know performing arts, aren't they? And I just think it's a bit ironic. <laughs> it's a bit ironic, yeah. isn't it? Like you're using this guy's work, Absolutely. but then you're asking us all to retrain. <laughs> yeah so yeah so like like you i did have to kind of take myself off social media for a little bit take a breath and actually just have a little think about yeah just about how far i've personally come in the dance industry and i think as well it's just about never losing hope it's been such a tough year for everyone um but obviously speaking from a dance teacher's perspective it's been really really important not to lose hope we don't need to retrain we don't need to rethink our careers our careers are totally valid um and valuable to society
1: yeah absolutely you only have to turn on the tv to see that there's performers singers actors dancers whoever you are and it's without that we don't have anything we don't have the arts mm-hmm. we don't have yeah. all those interesting things we're mm. not just going to close theatres stop doing what we love indefinitely it's a yeah. part of our lives and unfortunately what was said does make us end up feeling that like we're useless or worthless so yeah I mean it's something that really stood out to me I think it was in November beginning of November, lockdown for the UK anyway, um, was the whole Save the Arts video. And this was um, directed by, and choreographed by a guy called Cameron McDonald. He's on Instagram, at cm underscore choreography. I did take a little sneak peek, it's great. Um, the video really got me. I, I think it flashed up, it must have been Facebook or something, and I must have been in a very emotional time at the fight. <laughs> <point>. But <laughs> I literally was crying. Because it was, I mean, they used Greatest Showman, and Greatest Showman gets me anyway, but Mm. yeah, it kind of solidified to me how much I would miss teaching and being in this industry if I had to let it go, and that kind of almost did give me like another spurge to do something, because I think, you know, they, they announced we might go in another lockdown this back in November, and I was like, oh god this is just gonna go on forever I felt like mm. I was just getting back to my feet just getting back to classes and then we'll put back down again so that video to me like meant so much and it was kind of a way to know that we will stand strong and we will be
0: back home <laughs> you're making me emotional oh god no, there are will. tears in my eyes um Actually, very similar to you, Amy. Do you know what really got me? Um, it was a Christmas advert, and I can't remember which one. I want to say John Lewis, but that's probably not right. But it was of that ballerina, and her like I think she was cast as the like main role in Swan Lake or something. And obviously, her All school right. closed down, like her classes closed down, and she performed it. I think in the in like kind of her in like a not a park, but oh, kind of on the. Sh- yeah, in the street, yeah, and yeah. all of the neighbors helped I her make that. the lights and the props and stuff. And oh my gosh, I watched it and I was in absolute tears. And <laughs> it's, it, <laughs> I, I was just in absolute tears. I'd, I had a breakdown. Um, and it, it's just such an important message of, like you said, never ever lose hope. Um, you know, as dancers, we're survivors, and do you know what, we're gonna come back from this so much stronger than we started. And it's a big middle finger up to society and to everyone (laughs) and to everyone that said that we are not good enough
1: yeah exactly I mean sometimes people just think we're just dance teachers but we still have skills we've still gone through all that training to get where we are why should we have to give it up I mean this will be over and when Mm. it is we're going to come back so much stronger and people will be grateful for what we're doing so I'm just looking forward to getting back to it really do you want to tell us about the grammys
0: <gasps> yes i do anyone that knows me knows that i absolutely love the grammys kind of any award shows um i am really into like the pop culture kind of news so um yeah so i've got some really good news um for our listeners today i um, quite interesting actually um I saw an article in the LA Times about Dua Lipa and her Grammy performance. Um, So the Grammys were held on the 14th of March. So that was actually the weekend just gone. And the Grammy Award is presented um, by the Recording Academy. And it's to recognise achievement in the music industry. And some of the winners, some of the past winners, have included Taylor Swift, uh, Beyonce... John Legend and Harry Styles just to name a few so this year Dua was praised by her fans on her dance ability and fans on social media were absolutely raving about her high energy performance and Twitter was absolutely stunned by the elaborate choreography and when I watched it I was also stunned as well <laughs> it was really really good um Now, the bit that I find interesting about this was that in the article, the choreographer isn't mentioned anywhere. And it's so important to give credit where credit's due. That's what I believe. And I feel like it's always the way with things like this. I can't even begin To imagine how many backstage crew members, you know, light technicians, music technicians, um, yeah, like the choreographers um, that they have working on these big music award performances. But they never, ever get a mention or credit in these articles. No. so yeah, I mean I I actually tried to hunt down the choreographer's identity. <laughs> um but couldn't find the, couldn't find the name anywhere. Um so if any of our listeners know who the choreographer who the choreographer is for Dua Lipa's 2021 Grammy performance, please let me know because he or she definitely deserves some credit and a shout out on this podcast.
1: Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Because you kind of only ever get to see that side of big stage performances is when you get all like the backstage um like documentary mm. things. I know I watched one recently about Ariana Grande and you got yeah. to see her rehearsing and stuff and it was really interesting to see how many different people were actually involved in that process. But mm. otherwise you wouldn't know that. You just watch the artist and that's it, the end. So shall we take a break now, Rosie? Um, we can come back and we can talk about our next segment.
0: Yeah, fabulous. Let's go grab a cuppa.
1: See you soon. Each episode, we're going to have a section where you guys can ask questions to either ourselves or maybe a guest that we have on. And this is a really good chance for you to get feedback and tips and tricks of how to run your dance industry business. For our first question, my question for you, Rosie, is going back Hmm. to -to face-to-face teaching, do you think we need to reinvent ourselves either as a teacher or as a brand?
0: That is a very good question, actually. Um, And one that I, I don't really have a solid answer for, to be honest. And I think it is personal preference. I mean... This kind of makes me think of, you know, New Year's Eve. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. On New Year's Eve, this is such, like, a random, this is such, like, a random, like, kind of, like, link. But on New Year's Eve, I always write my New resolutions. And then when it comes to January the 1st, I always think, right, this is the time to kind of reinvent myself. Um, this is, like, the new me. Um so, yeah, you can do that. And then other brands that maybe have a really strong social media presence, a good following, lots of pupils, um, they might not want to. They might not want to change their branding because, you know, sometimes it takes years to get the perfect kind of branding and everything correct like that. Um Are you doing any rebranding for your dance school, Amy, when you go back? Uh,
1: I'm not rebranding as such. Like, I haven't got new, like, colours and promos or anything. But I am, Mm. I've tweaked a lot of how I'm going to run my sessions. I've had a whole year to think about it now and what works and what doesn't. So (laughs) I should be doing something. But yeah, I've got, I've got um, like a structure I want to keep to. I've made a new warm up and a new strength and conditioning section, a new cool down. So I have, Mm. I have reinvented myself, I guess, in a way doing that. Yeah. But I'm not going to change all of my logo and my merchandise and stuff. So the next section of our podcast is our confession section.
0: Rosie, do you want to talk to us about that? (laughs) Ah, Yes, I do. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I'm cringing already, honestly, um, at my own confession that I've got to tell you. you <laughs> okay. Oh my god, my face is actually going bright red. Um, she has actually okay. gone really red. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Oh, okay, I need to compose myself. All right. So. For the uh, for the past few weeks, um, we've done a few social media polls where we've asked our followers to send in their backstage confessions, and oh my gosh, I am so surprised with the amount of engagement we've had. We've had Amy, um, we've got some really really good confessions to share with our listeners. However because it's just me and you today i thought i'd share my own confession and as the weeks go on and we record more and more podcasts we can start using the confessions we've received via social media so i hope that i hope that's all right with everyone (laughs) so um here goes um i'm i still absolutely cringe about this to this day i'm honestly cringing (laughs) right oh my gosh okay Here we go. So, when I was younger, I was doing a dance show. Um, It may have been at the Royal Albert Hall. I can't quite remember which theatre, but for some reason, um, Albert Hall sticks in my head. Anyway, um, I was involved in a show with my local dance school, as you do when you're younger, um, and the performance had started. Everything was going well, and I'd just performed my section, and I was off in the wings waiting for my next turn to go on stage. Okay, so everything is good up to this point. <laughs> <laughs> and then it all goes downhill from here. Uh-huh. Um, now, I remember running onto stage and I started dancing with what I thought was my intermediate group. Because when you're kind of doing a show, especially with lots of age groups, the choreographer will usually group the little ones together. And maybe like the senior girls. Do you know what I mean, Amy? Yeah. Um, So I I thought I was with my intermediate group. But in actual fact, I had run onto stage at the point where the senior group of dancers were performing. (laughs) So, So there's little old me dancing the complete wrong section in front of the Royal Albert Hall. My family were there. All of, like, (laughs) my friends' mum and dad's wear. I mean, how many seats does the Royal Albert Hall have? I don't... I can't even tell you, but a lot. (laughs) And (laughs) the stage is round, so there is honestly nowhere for you to hide. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which is even worse. Um, So, yeah, so there's a little old me dancing completely the wrong section, probably out of time with the music. Um, and I would have stuck out like a sore thumb because the seniors and the intermediates always have different costumes. So yeah. you would have been able to tell straight away and probably the height difference as well, that there's a random little girl on stage <laughs> having a boogie, doing her own thing, um, next to these really tall, beautiful senior, you know, dancers. Yeah. Um Obviously, as soon as I kind of clocked and realised, I just froze and stared at the audience. And my poor mum and dad probably thought, oh, my God, what is Rosie doing? We've just paid, like, you know, however much for these tickets. And my child has just ran onto the stage and, you know, kind of ruined the performance for everyone. Um, so I think in the end, you know, I ran off stage, which was obviously very embarrassing. And, you know, I'm still embarrassed about it to this day. Um and i'm honestly cringing just kind of re-reimagining it in my head um has anything how old like that ever how old was i oh my gosh so oh, i was quite young um and i think i was wearing a neon costume as well which made it no. worse um i must have been maybe oh, i want to say like 13 maybe okay. 12 kind of so around you're that like age old enough
1: to realize how embarrassing that is yeah,
0: Lushy. and it, I, I'm not young enough for it to be like a cutesy mistake. No, it's <laughs> like really, <laughs> You're not a old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, oh, so, God. so yeah, that, that's my embarrassing confession. I'm sure I'll think up much, yeah, like many more to be honest. Um, uh, because I'm quite an embarrassing person. <laughs> um, has God. anything like that ever happened to you, Amy? Uh, no, <laughs> I mean. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! God. I actually didn't do that many dance shows. I Mm -hmm. our dance school didn't do like the religious yearly one or anything. We did kind of sporadically, and I was only actually involved in maybe a handful. And Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I I never ran on stage.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you'll think of some more as the weeks go by. And like, when we look, when we, you know, see other people's confessions, that might kind of trigger something in our memory and think, actually, that sort of thing has happened to me. And do you know what, like, looking back on that incident now, it sounds so strange, but it just kind of shows me how far I've come as a dancer and as an individual I know that sounds a bit weird, but my point is, nowadays, if I make a mistake, I will own that mistake. Um, I think as well, this is, you know, going, this is like for a completely different podcast, but you know, perfectionism is an epidemic in the dance industry, and we're only human, you know, we all make mistakes, um, and we don't always get things right first try, and that's okay. Um, but like I said, I think that's a different podcast episode that we can oh, talk God. about in the future. Perfectionism, that is a very, very big topic that we can talk about.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shall we move on to a quote of the week section?
0: Yeah, let's go. go okay. For it.
1: So this is taken from One Dance UK Instagram, at One Dance UK. And it was posted recently and it says... You are enough and you have everything you need within you.
0: I love love
1: that. Ah, we said that at the same time. (laughs) So this is actually quoted from Vicky Abokwe. She is a choreographer and a movement director and founder of Uchenna Dance. So if you want to check her out, you can. This stood out to me purely because it's how I feel right now you know we've probably second guessed our careers and moving forward during this next section of our return to normality we need to know that everything within us is enough to to continue
0: i love that amy i think you've just yeah i don't actually have anything else to add you've yeah well done no that's a lovely quote that's lovely i'm i'm all about a good inspirational you know self-love quote absolutely love those (laughs) As many of you know already, we launched our social media channels on Friday the 12th of March. And our introductory social media posts were were so well received. Um, I don't think we could quite believe it, really. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Amy, but our introductory Facebook post reached 2.3k people. Whoa. um and i i know i know um and i think i speak for both myself and amy when i say that we never ever expected this um and as you can imagine we're absolutely overwhelmed with the interest we've received so far um and we want to keep that up for sure definitely in the run-up to our podcast launch date um which is very very soon um and you'll see posts about that on our social media as well um if you're interested in our podcast you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at at backstage Confessions podcast. Uh, you can follow like and share our content. This will really really help us promote our gra- grant <laughs> So <laughs> let me redo. This will really help us promote our brand, encourage new follows and reach new audiences. We also want to give a massive shout out to all of our social media followers and to everyone that has been liking and sharing our content. At the time um, of recording, we are nearly at 100 followers on our Facebook and Instagram pages, and hopefully by the time this airs, we will have exceeded that, I'm sure of it. I think we've got three more to go on Instagram, Mm. and I think maybe 20 more on Facebook, so we're nearly at the 100 followers mark, and that would kind of be, um, yeah, that would be amazing if we could reach 100 followers, um, yeah, and exceed that. Amy, is there anything else from you? Did you want to kind of talk a little bit about our next guest? But not too much. We want to keep people guessing, don't we?
1: Yeah, so we're actually speaking to someone in our next episode who is a dance studio owner. She's also got something exciting going on the side. So she's coming on. She's going to be talking all about that. And, yeah, we've got loads of questions to ask her about how she got into the dance industry. I'm really looking forward to it. She's amazing. I spoke to her once already and
0: yeah i'm excited yay i'm so excited as well it will be our first proper special guest and yeah I'm, I'm so excited to kind of introduce her to our followers and yeah have a proper interview which is exciting but also a little bit scary i know our first well. one
1: it won't just be us two chatting rubbish it will be a real life <laughs> other person as well <laughs>
0: I know we'll have to be prof- wear like professional clothes I'm in like a Nike jumper at the minute with my hair everywhere um, so yeah we'll definitely have to you know make the effort um, but yeah it's going to be it's going to be really really good um, yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to it
1: oh no me too so guys don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts and to rate, review and subscribe that would really help us out
0: you can also email us any questions that you may have to hello at backstageconfessions.com uk and our instagram and facebook messages are always open
1: yep so you can also visit our website backstageconfessions.co.uk and we've got all our latest blogs tips and tricks our dance directory and we really want to link you guys to our professionals so everyone we speak to all their information will go up there and you can have a look back at what they said
0: Thank you all so much for tuning in today and listening to our podcast. As always, we're sending lots of love from hashtag BackstageConfessionsHQ and we'll see you all soon. Yep. See Bye. Soon. Bye.